There was once a poor young man who was diligent in all that he did, and he spent his free time learning from the wise rabbi of the village. But one day he was given the opportunity to study in a formal university of great stature. He made his name and then his money, and then came back to his village to display his power and wealth. His first stop was to the rabbi of his youth. Rabbi, I have seen the world. It is more than anything you can even imagine. I have experienced much. I have done more. I am all that I have made me. To which the rabbi took the hand of his old student and asked him to look out the glass window. What do you see, my son, asked the rabbi. Why, the village, of course. Then the rabbi took him to a mirror and asked him again, what do you see, my son? To which the man stood taller and said, why me, of course. Ah, commented the rabbi, all it takes is a little silver and you can't see the world around you. That then is when you stop learning. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's word in its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. Welcome to our guest today. Please introduce yourselves and tell us something about you. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Wilson, and I love sports. All right, Jeffrey. Welcome. I'm Lerato Mwebeng. I'm from South Africa. Um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. And my name is John Davis, and I'm an avid camper, just love to get out there in nature. Nice. I need to talk to you about how to make a fire. Okay. <laughs> Lerato, can you please pray and then read the scripture for us? Okay. I'll pray for us in German. Awesome. Okay. Vater im Himmel, wir danken dir für alles, das sie für uns getan haben. Ich bete, dass dir mit uns sein werden. In Namen der Jesus. Amen. 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 Today's scripture is found in Matthew 5, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. All right. Well, how would you define humility in the Christian's life? This lesson is titled, The Humility of the Wise. Mm -hmm. So, Jeffrey, I'm going to ask you that. How would you define humility in the Christian's life? Well, um, <clears throat> first of all, I think humility is one of the most important traits you need to have as a Christian. Mm. And I think in today's world, not many people have that. Um, we just read um, Matthew 5, uh, verse 3. It says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, when you talk about um, poor in spirit, you are admitting to an, to an absolute bankruptcy, you know, of spiritual worth. You know, mm -hmm. when you... When you think about it, you, you, you are nothing, you know. But in God's eyes, you, he's, he calls you his child, you know. He, he takes you from wherever you are in your life and then um, makes you, you know, perfect and, and he forgives you. Um, so when we come to Christ, when we accept that we are uh, filled with dirt and, you know, when we accept that... Um, we, we are sinful beings, um, that's being humble and humility. We, we can't say we're perfect, oh, we can't blame God, we can't say, you know, I did this, this, this right, so, you know, um, I'm good and all that. Um, so I think being humble and being sincere when you mm -hmm. come to God in prayer, um, I think humility is one of the most important things you need to have. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
one of the most important things you need to have. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think humility and, and part of its purpose is it helps us to become more Christ-like. When you look at you know, the situations Christ found himself in, even when he was asked questions by, by the religious leaders, you know, he was humble in everything he said. He, he didn't really take pride and, and, and become prideful and, and boast and say, oh, well, I did these things. Hmm. You know, I have all power. It was more so, look, you know, just, just look at what's going on. You know, why are you not taking care of these situations? We have people who are sick. We have people who are dying. We need to deal with that. And being humble as a Christian is taking ourselves and our desires out of the picture and going, what does the other person need? Mm-hmm. You know, it's seeing the, the mother with a child who can't afford diapers and going, you know what? I'm going to go get her some diapers. I'm going to get some food for that child because she, can't, she has problems with, with being able to, to get that done. And so she has a need that I should take care of. And so humility helps us see those things. Humility helps us to walk past, walk uh, down the street and see the person who's homeless and give them something to eat. Mm. You know, I have walked down the street many of times and I'll see, and I'll observe sometimes, and I'll see so many people walking past the person who is begging for change. And, mm. you know, although we don't know what their motives are, we know what our own motives are. And humility mm. helps drive that motive that, you know, I'm going to give something that they may need. I'm going to give them something to eat. I'm going to give them some clothes to wear. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the purpose of humility comes in is to to humble ourselves and lower ourselves and know that we're not better than that person who has nothing. Mm-hmm. Because just because we have the truth, we're not better than a, a sinner because we are, are we all are sinners. You know, the Bible says we've all uh, have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So mm-hmm. because of that, we're no better than anyone else. And we can't make our we can't try to show others that we're better than them because huh. we we truly aren't. And if we do, God will has a way of bringing us back down to show us that we are not better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love what you all are saying. And you brought out the point of Christ. Who else was more humble mm-hmm. than Christ? Yeah. I mean, you're thinking of the creator of the entire universe, of mm-hmm. everything that happens. And, and and you look at the water and, and everything else that goes on, and he's over all of that. He takes care of all of that. Yet, he humbled himself and made himself low enough mm-hmm. to come to this earth to be treated as the worst of the worst, mm-hmm. to suffer and die for us. Mm-hmm. When I think of myself at that point, I'm kind of like, I haven't sacrificed myself on the cross for anybody. I can't save anybody. I can't do any of that. So then, why should I not? be humble. Why should I not remember, but by the grace of God, but by Christ, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, am I able to not be the homeless person on the street? Mm -hmm. So now I need to remember that person. And now I need to offer and to help that person Mm -hmm. and say, you know, you have something to eat. Do you have a place to go tonight? Do you know where the shelters are? Can you get to that? Mm -hmm. Is there someone we can call? Those types of things. I I really, truly appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything we get comes from him. And we have to remember that because if we start to put ourselves here, like you said, sometimes God has a way or just it's, it's, and it's for our own good that he'll help us to remember that it comes from him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What does Proverbs 30, verse 3 to 6, suggest about the power, majesty, and mystery of God? Okay, so when you look at Proverbs 3 through 6, um, you know, as I was reading through it, before, uh, one of the things that stood out to me actually was actually how I pointed to Christ. Mm. Uh, verse four says, who hath ascended up into heaven or descended? And, you know, when you think about that, 
only God hmm. has, only Jesus has been able to come down from heaven to this earth and then go back. And then when you just think about that, just that power, <laughs> the, the, the awesomeness of that, that, you know, he didn't have to come down, you know, you know, God didn't have to, to, to do anything. He, you know, he hold the revelation talks about how he's holding, how the angels are holding back the four winds uh, uh, from, from destroying the earth. And it's just, mm. you know, what kind of power is that? Mm. You know, you know, we think about, you know, <laughs> some of the TV shows and things like that, that show ideas of power, but that's nothing when you think about the creation of man and the creation of the animals and the plants and every single thing on this earth. It's just, it, it's something that's almost incomprehensible. Mm -hmm. you, you just, you, it, it's just mind blowing mm -hmm. in a way, you know, that I sit down sometimes and I, I look at some nature sh shows or I go out when I'm camping and yeah. I just, you know, this morning actually, uh, I open the window and I just hear the birds chirping. And I was telling, uh, I was telling someone, I said, it's just so beautiful. It's quiet and it's beautiful and God created that. And that's just the, just a little glimpse of, of the awesome power that he has in his majesty, not just here, but in heaven. So uh, it, it's, it's just a direct pointer to, to just a glimpse of that. Yeah. Because we all know that we won't actually see the true glory until we get to heaven. But it's, earth is kind of almost like a little piece, like God has given mm. us a little tempt, a tempting piece of, this is just a little bit of what I have in store for you mm -hmm. when you reach the kingdom. Mm -hmm. It says, who has bound the waters in a garment? <laughs> like that in, in 30 verse 4, it says that. And to me, I'm kind of looking, you know, when you see like a picture of the earth from space or further out and you see how everything kind of lines up, it's, an, it's astounding that water doesn't go and overtake, yeah. <laughs> you know, overtake us. Yeah. He holds that mm -hmm. with, 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 the, with all the continents and so forth that he puts in place. He holds that back. And, you know, it's funny you're talking about how TV gives us these ideas or thoughts or scenes of, you know, of, of real power and might. And I was thinking, I was like, Superman has nothing <laughs> <laughs> on God. I mean, you see him go back and forth, but he has his limitations. God has no limitations. Christ, they have no limitations. Mm -hmm. And so with, when you were talking about the ascending and descending, but within that is that it is just, it's, it's amazing to see that. And at the end it says, what is his name? And what is his son's name? Mm -hmm. If you know. I, I, I just like the questions because we know it's kind of rhetorical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, but it's just pointing to his, how strong he is, how powerful and how majestic he is that all of this lies right in his hands. Yes, and I think it's interesting actually that the last part where you mentioned, you know, what is his name and what is his son's name, that even when this was written, mm -hmm. before Christ was, had even come, that they even knew, you yeah. know, that they, yeah. they knew that uh, the fact that it was not just God the Father, but there's, that his son was going to come down. Yeah. And, and just the idea of salvation there. Yeah. It, it's just so beautiful because you know, we've fallen so far, man has fallen so far from the ideal picture that God had when he made Adam and Eve, and that just, just his son has the power to redeem us all. And, and mm. that's just, it's, it's like music to your ears. Mm. What wisdom God had to give to, to inspire this way before it's time. I just, I, that is just mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are some things in nature itself that shows us how God sustains our existence. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at a really famous verse in Matthew 6, verse 26, where God 
simply says, do not worry. And he says, look at the birds of the air. Yeah. They don't go to work nine to five, Monday to Friday, and yet they have food. And if you look at the fields and the beautiful flowers that we have, because I love flowers, and you just look mm -hmm. at lilies and it's like, wow. And I'm more of more value. And God says, don't worry. So when you think about simple things in nature, and yet God seems to have everything in place, mm. just makes you, you know, think and realize that, okay, mm -hmm. I'm more of his image than a bird. So God will take care of you, you know? I so. love that, Lorato. Going back to that point there where Jesus talks about the lilies and, and so forth. And, you know, we know the Bible talks so much about nature mm -hmm. because it does show us so much. Mm -hmm. It does open its eyes. What else does, um, what other things does nature itself show us about our, how he sustains our existence? Well, one of the things uh, I thought about before was when you think about fall and how the leaves fall from the trees, mm -hmm. you know, we have springtime and everyone loves springtime because the trees are starting to bloom. And then, you know, the seasons change, fall comes, and the trees start to die out. And, you know, look at God's purpose for that. Mm -hmm. and, and I sometimes feel like the purpose is to show us, you know, that as, you know, we start to, to die to ourselves, you know, die to sin, and we, we allow Jesus into our lives, that that spring comes, and mm -hmm. he brings forth the flowers, he brings forth the fruit of the trees, mm -hmm. and we're able to take you know, take a bite of those things and see that, wow, if we just became like that tree that died to sin and, mm -hmm. and became alive in Christ, mm -hmm. we would be just like that, that tree in the spring and the summer bearing yes. forth those, the precious fruit. So yes. that to me, that, that rings most in my heart as far as, as nature and how God shows that plan of salvation, even in the trees, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just wonderful. Mm -hmm. yeah. I never realized that, um, <laughs> There's so many things that we overlook, you know, in nature yep. that that God is showing us, you know, something about himself. And um, one thing that I learned um, a couple of years ago, I read this somewhere, um, there's a protein in our bodies. It's called laminin. And it, it, yes. it, the purpose of laminin is to hold the cells together. It's, it's an adhesion cell. And... Uh, I was shocked when I saw the image of laminin. It's in the image of a cross. Uh, so I was, I was like, how do people not see this? You know, like God is showing us right there that he sustains us. He holds us together. Mm. And he created this protein in us in the shape of a cross that holds everything in us together. Mm. So. I remember seeing, seeing that um, on, on a video, mm -hmm. and I remember sitting there and I was blown away. Mm -hmm. And then me, I'm, I'm kind of a skeptic for things, so just because I see it, I look it up. But then I was looking it up, mm -hmm. and it's actually that, that yes. whole thing about laminin, and that's in the crux, that's like goes into the crux of how we are even, of how we're made, and how, mm -hmm. like you said, it holds the cells together, and. Mm -hmm puts us all together because when I'm thinking about nature as well, I also see the development of like how we are created, mm -hmm. how we're born. We come from these cells merging together and developing and all of a sudden we have a heart and then we have lungs and then we have kidneys and then we have all these other parts. I mean, there's some parts of our body that we need. We don't know even specifically why we need it. They're still trying to figure out, but we know without it, we wouldn't be able to function the same. Mm -hmm. And he does all of that. And so even from us, you know, as beings and just being created and how we grow and how, you know, the cycle goes, it's just absolutely amazing and astounding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and we haven't even gotten, and, and you know, it's so much more that we could talk yeah. about. I mean, we yeah. could talk about formation of rocks, and you were talking about earlier about the flowers, and, and, and you know, you have the waters, and you have, you know, the lilies, and just there's so much there. And so that we have to make sure that we continue to, you know, to spend some time in nature. Mm -hmm. I like that you said you like to camp, because Kevin is amazing. I mean, you get to see so much in that quiet time as you walk. And sometimes, especially living in, you know, a metropolitan area such as where we live, mm -hmm. sometimes we forget about nature because we're in our cars and, mm -hmm. you know, we're on the bus or we're doing what we need to do. But then we just have to go outside and sometimes just look up. Mm -hmm. I love looking at the sky mm -hmm. and seeing the clouds and the formation and movement and wondering what's above and beyond. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going too much. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the prayer in Proverbs 30 verse seven to nine. Look at the balance there. How do we find balance in all that we do? And why is this so important? Well, when you read verse seven, seven through nine, and then let me just read it out really quick. Mm -hmm. Two things I have I required of thee, deny, them, deny me them not before I die, remove far from me vanity and lies, give me neither poverty nor riches, feed me with food convenient for me, lest I be full and deny thee and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. And mm -hmm. so what that's describing is two dynamics to me. You know, you have those, you know, if you equate it to now, mm -hmm. you know, you have those who are the richest of the rich who live in nice houses. They, they don't seem to want for anything from our perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they appear to have everything. And then you have those who have nothing, who want what those who are rich have. But it's the middle ground of being content that you, you, you're not, you know, poor where you can't, you know, feed yourself, you can't clothe yourself, but you're not rich, so you're not looking at other people mm -hmm. in, with a, a negative context. Mm -hmm. And so having that balance is really important because you're, you're not straying too far left, too far right. You're, you're laying right in the middle, mm -hmm. and you're able to focus more on Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a reason why, you know, God, God makes sure to take care of our, our personal needs, the things that we really need, because, you know, when you look at a, a child that's hungry and they go to school, you know, studies and research has shown they cannot focus. Yep. And so they do, they perform poorly. Well, think about as Christians, if we are not spiritually fed adequately, then we perform poorly as Christians. We fall mm -hmm. into the traps of sin. We fall into the temptations of life. Mm -hmm. And so that balance is that, is that much more important in making sure that we, we go and get fed. But you can also go to the extreme. There are those who are Christians who read and they, all, they, they just know the Bible from cover to cover. They almost seem like they, there's nothing else they can learn. Ah. And so those people, you know, it can be dangerous. You, you can have too much knowledge to the point that you think that God has nothing else to show you. Mm. And so that's where that balance is really important. I think that that was so pertinent and so key because, you know, in this is kind of, when you look at the basics of this, it's saying if you have too much, you don't need anything else. Mm -hmm. um, you're not looking for anything else. And like you said, you don't, there's, what else can you get? Mm -hmm. And so you're living in a state of being maybe pious or being um, uh, uh, proud or so forth. Mm -hmm. But then if you're really in the state of need, mm -hmm. you may then find yourself jealous or find yourself stealing or trying to, 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 to do what it, maybe you should not do to get to another level. But something about that balance in the middle, something about taking that time to be balanced. And you tied it so nicely to Christianity and, and how that is not just about rich or poor or so forth, but in our spiritual lives. Um, God has given us something for balance mm -hmm. that we, that 
I enjoy to the fullest, and I think we all enjoy to the yeah. fullest, but the Sabbath yeah. that helps us to get that balance. Mm -hmm. What is this? How does how does the Sabbath help you with your balance? I mean, of course, being a student and having a job, it's not easy to find time for God because mm -hmm. you're so busy studying, homework, and you try and have a social life as well, you know, have time with friends and everything. Mm -hmm. So, of course, having the Sabbath is kind of like a pause button where it says you need to consider that God is a, is a major part of your life because if, mm -hmm. if it were not for God, you wouldn't be in this situation. So it helps just to remember that everything that he's done for you, I mean, Many people wish that they could have woken up today, but they didn't. Mm. So it's just realizing that, okay, I'm up today. Mm -hmm. Yes, I might not be wealthy living in a, you know, who knows how big the house is, but <laughs> you have a roof over your head. You yeah. have food in your belly. Just remember to be grateful for the things you have. So it's, it's really nice that mm -hmm. the Sabbath, mm -hmm. God has blessed yeah. us with the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. and, also, and I also think, you know, I agree with everything you said as far as having that balance with Sabbath helps us keep that balance. But it's also important that we take the Sabbath for what it really is and actually rest. Because, you know, I'm very active in my church. And one of the things I do, I do have to do, uh, uh, basically do things on Sabbath in order to, to make sure that the service goes smoothly. And, mm -hmm. and so we have to be careful that we don't get so absorbed in mm -hmm. running church mm -hmm. or those type of things where we don't get the chance to rest and actually create that balance because you know we we work for six days you know mm -hmm. you know we we go through we you know we deal with life on Sundays many times and we deal with work and everything else on you know Monday through Friday mm -hmm. and then sunset comes and you have to make sure that you carve that time out with God mm -hmm. because it's in that time that he's able to kind of it's almost like that nature experience mm -hmm. that Sabbath should be that nature experience when you look at Jesus he he when he wanted to seek time to, to talk with God, talk with his father, our father, mm -hmm. he went to where he could be alone, mm -hmm. where he could be away from everything. Mm -hmm. And we have to sometimes do that. You know, yeah. recently I took a drive down and, and went out into nature on, on the Sabbath just to get away, just to mm -hmm. see his, his majesty mm -hmm. and his beauty in, in nature. And we have to make sure we do that uh, in order to, to really create that balance sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that, um, you know, it's amazing, the God that we serve, because even though you might think that I don't need him in my life, mm -hmm. he still wants that relationship with you. Because yes. in times you find yourself that circumstances might happen and you're not the happiest person. But when you think about it and look back, it's because in that particular moment, he was shaping and molding you mm -hmm. to be more like him. Because obviously when bad things happen or trials come, it's when eventually we get down on our knees, open our Bibles. <laughs> so he's kind of saying that, hey, you've kind of strayed a bit too far from me mm -hmm. and kind of bring you back to re reality and say that without me, really there's nothing that you can do. So, yeah. you know, it's also realizing that, yes, we have the Sabbath, but then most of us as Jim, Jim, John. John has said <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, you do find yourself getting busy with, you know, making sure that the service runs smoothly, that, you know, kids mm -hmm. and everything. So that, you know, when things happen also ties back to previous lessons that yeah. we need to rejoice no matter um, whatever trial we find ourselves in is because God is essentially saying that, hey, mm -hmm. you need me. And if you're with me, you wouldn't be worried. You wouldn't be stressed, mm -hmm. spending sleepless nights. So it's, it's just amazing that God actually wants a relationship with us. Absolutely. 
In what everyday ways can we be sure that we don't fall into the same trap as that is the, of the Pharisee in Luke 18, 9 to 14? So, this is the, in Luke 18, 9 to 14, it's talking about the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And in the story, it says that the tax collector, you know, comes in and he's like, I fast twice a week, I give all the tithes that I possess, and the tax collector stands off afar and, you know, you know, he would not as much raise his hands, to, his eyes to heaven, mm -hmm. saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. What does this say to you? I think this, this passage um, is where God is telling us, you know, um, I care about your heart. I care about what your heart desires, mm. what you really, sincerely, honestly um, feel. Do you um, just do, you know, all the good things? It's not bad to do, you know, pay your tithe and do whatever the Pharisee did, but um, was he doing it with his heart? Was he doing it cheerfully? Was he, was he sincerely giving and doing whatever he was doing um, uh, or was he just doing it because he had to do those things and he was just filled with pride? You know, hmm. here, this lesson is about humility. The, um, the tax collector, he came humble in front of God. You know, he realized, you know, um, I am uh, talking to the King of Kings, mm -hmm. Lord of Lords, you know. I am unworthy mm -hmm. of this. I am a sinner. You know, he mm -hmm. says that I'm a sinner. And um, that's where humility is so important. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how much you do, but what your heart really feels. Mm -hmm. Kind of reminds me of, you know, when you're in school and then you have some who are teachers pet. It's like mm -hmm. you're almost doing it because you know in the end I'm going to get, you know, a certain grade. But when you look at the tax collector, he's not doing it, and, you know, for... I don't know, just for the grade or whatever. It's, mm -hmm. He's doing it because he knows that he needs God, and without God, mm. you know, you can't do anything. So it's 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 tough because in times when God blesses you with certain things, and you find yourself, you know, in situations where you thought you'd never be, it's it's you you forget that. Yeah. <laughs> then you kind of become the Pharisee and be like, well, thank you, God. I'm not like a <clears throat> <laughs> this tax collector. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. And, and, and Jeffrey, I like what you, you said with that. It's, it's a heart issue. Mm -hmm. And humility is tied to the heart. Mm -hmm. It's not just something of the head, but it is a connection between the two of recognizing who we are and where we are in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for today's discussion. If you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool.org. Remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Janelle Phillips.